Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. Because it happened in a home. Yep. <laughs> One of these days, I think maybe we should just record an actual intro. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, good. All right? Get the table. Yeah. Yep. No. No? You like our goofy ones? Yeah. Why yeah. would we ever? Where we forget our names? I didn't. You did. I know. I know. <laughs> yep. How are you doing? Great. Good. Good. Can I tell you something? Please. We got a lot of snow. Oh. Did you know that? I knew that, and I'm not happy about it. So we are recording on a Sunday. Uh, Packer game today. Packer game. We're playing not going to it this week. We're playing the Dallas Cowgirls. Yes, we are. And so it, it all started Tuesday, I believe, like Monday night or whatever. We got a lot of snow, and then yeah. we had a snow day. Yeah. And then Friday, no school, snow day. Yeah. And then... Lots of snow yeah. into Saturday, and then now it's super cold outside. You guys, we're getting all the winter weather. We got nothing in December, basically. Just talk to them real quick. I need to step away and blow my nose, and I don't cool. want them to hear. No, I want everyone to hear you do this. No, so we got all, basically, December, there was no snow. That is when I want the snow. I want it for Christmas. I want it to be magical, beautiful, like the Hallmark movies, Right. None of it. It was like, it rained. It rained on Christmas here. It was raining. That is not what the Midwest should be for Christmas. <laughs> that's raining. not what the Midwest is about. No. It should be beautiful and snowy. But guess what? No. That's what we're getting in January. It'll probably, we'll probably have snow until Memorial Day. And it's funny too that you say like beautiful because so many people are like, oh, it's so beautiful out. Meanwhile, we had Transformers blowing outside oh, yeah. my house. Lights like flashing, fire. Yeah. Um, our lights kept going out. Our power went out. And it was that bad it was, of snow. And it was storm. so loud. Yeah. It was yeah. like crazy. And then you have so much snow that tree branches couldn't hold the weight. So yeah. they were falling onto people's houses. And then the shoveling. The amount of shoveling that <laughs> I had to go done, out and shovel multiple times a day. Multiple times. I, I would. What I was doing was I'd work for an hour and then I'd go shovel for 30 minutes and then I'd come in, I'd work for another hour and then I'd go out again um, for another 30 minutes. That's what I did until finally my neighbors took pity on me and they were like, we'll help you. <laughs> I was like, thanks. But it was funny because in the morning, so that was what, Thursday? No, fr Friday. Friday. So in the morning... After a whole day of shoveling and shit, you, I looked outside and it didn't even look like I had made a dent. Because then it got windy at night. It got night. windy and it blew it all back. Yeah. It blew it all back. Yeah. So It's like you just did this. Guess what? You didn't. No. Yeah, I was <laughs> not happy. But again, my neighbors were awesome and they came over and they saved but my But like butt. at the same time, like as much as this sucks, it's kind of like, kind of weirdly fun in a way. No. But in a way. No. Because like it's like snow. I completely, I couldn't, if you, someone said to me, Robin, run away with me to Florida right now, I'd be gone. Well, sure. I like, it's I also like, winter. yeah, I know. I know. I hate winter. I hate the cold. I hate the snow. I don't I mind like a snowstorm or two, but like the thing is, is like, we'll probably get a lot of this. I bet. I bet you mark my words today. Oh gosh. Mark them down. Everyone get a pen and paper. <laughs> I'll wait. Oh gosh. You got it? I bet you that we'll get three more big snowstorms. This year? Yeah. I'm out. You got to stay in. Does any of you our can't. listeners want to take me in? <laughs> take me. Lives, I, will anyone take me? That lives in a warm climate? No, I, I bet you that this. we'll get three more big snowstorms. I don't want it. Before the end of winter. I don't want it. And it, You know what my favorite part about 
the snowstorm was, though, was... So Logan, I had Logan, which was nice because originally I wasn't going to have him. But then I was like, well, he's not going to school. They canceled school and the roads are bad. I'm like, I'll just keep him. So it was funny when the power went out. He's like, there's no Internet. And I go, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and there's no lights. We have to light candles and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm going around and get, making it all cozy. I have a wood stove. So I'm like, we're going to be OK. We don't need the furnace. We got a wood stove. We'll be OK, buddy. He wasn't concerned about that. He was concerned about the fact there was no internet. Uh, obviously, and, yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, our phones are almost dead. We neither of us were charging them throughout the day. I'm like, well, so this is this is it. So I sat down and all of a sudden I'm like, what are we gonna talk about? I already yep. know everything about my child. Like, what do we do? And originally, him and I were gonna make a Lego, like play Legos. We were gonna do one of those sets that has yeah. instructions. I couldn't. I couldn't see the instructions well enough. I was. I think I also was just getting frustrated with the fact that. I don't know. Everything was out of my control for the first time. Right. So, but it was funny because we got out the house all cozy and everything, got all the blankets out. I'm like, we are going to be fine. And then my neighbors called and they're like, hey, we're going, there's a restaurant two blocks away that has power. We're going. You want to hop in? I'm like, yep. So we went there and did that. But it was, it was funny though, because we just kind of like hung, hung around and kind of just hung out with each other and then came back and then the power came on and then went off again and came back on again. And we just went through that the entire night. So, and then we woke up in the morning and it came back on. But then it kept doing that throughout the day, too, where it'd go off and come back on. But I'm like, eh, probably, yeah, they were probably like figuring out yeah. working on it and stuff. Was, yeah. And then most of the people in my area didn't get power power until today, even. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. And for everybody wondering, that's on Sunday. So this happened Friday. Some people didn't have power till Sunday. And I don't even know. It's really know. cold today, too. It like is I very said. It's negative six out. And that's without the wind chill. Without the wind chill. With the wind chill, it's like negative, what, 15 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Not my favorite. Let's move. Can't. Yeah. Well, I have something funny to tell you. So you know what I did before the snowstorm? What? I helped my son with his homework. And I want you to know that I would actually be a very good fifth grader. You could go back and be a fifth grader. You could could never been kissed. Mm, Yeah. Back to fifth grade. Back to fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. You blend right in. I was killing it. And I couldn't believe it. Like all of it just came back to me. So we did states and capitals. And I'm convinced I know every single capital yeah. of every state. Go. Give me one. Um, n- Nebraska. Lincoln. Great. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii. It's easy. Honolulu. Yeah. Alaska. Juno. You, but you don't want to know what I was doing what? was like things like that. Like Logan was struggling with Juno. So I was like, do you know what the capital of Alaska is? And he's like, <laughs> do you know? He's like, you sound stupid. <laughs> You're like, Mom, are you, you yeah. okay? He's like, why do you say that? I'm like, do you know? Do you know capital of Alaska? Do you know it? Do, and he's do like, you know stop it? it. And then he would struggle with Kansas, which is Topeka. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so it's T- Topeka, but it's T-O-P. I'm like, it's right on the top of your head. And he's like, uh, I'm like, top of your head, Topeka, Topeka. And he's like, stop it. So I learned them all. Yeah. I made flashcards for him and everything. And then he took the test um, and he did not do well. But oh, I no. did great. So sorry. I, so I, I aced it. Yeah. So it was funny because what his dad told me, he's like, tell uh, tell your mom how she did it or how he did on the exam. And he's like, mom, I didn't do well. I'm like, I could do all of them right now. Recite all of them to you. How? And I'm like, and that was in one day. How could you not possibly? I'm like, well, I'm a better fifth grader than you. So then that that night, he came home with math homework and social studies. And I had my own work to do. Yeah. So I'm on my computer and he's on his or whatever. But he's like kind of struggling. I'm like, okay, all right, let me put this away. Let me help you. 
So social studies, you know, you read a chapter of the, the history book and then you answer the questions. It's, to me, that seems pretty simple. You just read it and find it, you know? Like, yeah. And then somehow try to get it to stick. He was like looking for it and he'd like read right over it. I'm like, read out loud, read out loud. So yeah. he's reading out loud. I'm like, you just answered the question. I did? I'm like, oh my God, was I like this as a fifth grader? Yes, I was, everybody. In case you're wondering, yeah. yes, I was. I was a terrible fifth grader at the time. Well, you and him are very similar. Very similar. That's why, and that's another reason too. He, it, it, it makes me sad because that school was always a struggle for me. Yeah. Always. And for his dad. So Logan's set up for failure. So I try not to get mad at him. But he, the thing is, it's like, he's a smart kid, he's but smart it's just kid. like the academic part of it. Like, yeah. but he like, he's a great speller. He's a, well, he was, he was, he was, we found out that he had a spelling bee. No one told me. Yeah. And he didn't do well. And he got out in the first Aww. round. Yeah. My son, Mr. Spelling Bee Champion, got yeah. out in the first round. And I go, buddy, why didn't you tell me that there was a spelling bee? And he's like, well, I didn't want you to come. And I'm like, what? It was because I was embarrassing the last time because I might have been cheering loudly. Because I might have been. <laughs> and I'm convinced that the reason he's not doing well in spelling is because for a year, I walked around telling everybody that he was a spelling bee champion. <laughs> and I think I mortified him. And now I'm like, crap. That and now like, he's like, I will never will spell again. Honestly, I think I destroyed him. And I'm, I, that's my, that's my bad. That one's on me. <laughs> You're like, I got to take it down. I know his teachers just... listen to this. So guys, that one's on me. I, <laughs> I, I ruined him. But yeah, and we also did long division, which I had a lot of fun doing. So my son has the worst penmanship ever. I don't know. Worst. Fletcher. Mm-mm. So Fletcher, will, there'll be like a box to write the answer. He'll write his letters as big as a box. Okay. I'm like, no, that does not mean you have to take up the entire space, okay. Fletcher. So we have the same child then because, yeah. yeah, Logan's is so bad. So I was helping him with his long division. And so I said, I taught him some things that I remember from doing this. Like, yeah. It's like riding a bike. So I was showing him like setting up the, setting up the word problem into a, you know, number yeah. problem and showing him all that. And, I, you know, I said, I'm like, okay, work from there. And so we did those together and. He, he did fine. I mean, I just kind of walked him through it. I didn't really help him with it. I'm like, but do you understand how this works and stuff? And I, he's like, yeah. He's like, I just have a hard time going back and looking at him. I'm like, that's because your penmanship is so bad. You can't read your own numbers. Right. I'm like, if I were your teacher, I'd take one look at this and I'd throw it out and make you do it again. We say this this exact stuff to Fletcher too. We're like, buddy, if, you, if we can't read it, how can your teacher read it yeah. to know if it's correct? Right. So it's I so sorry to his teachers that have to yeah, sorry to the teachers yeah, that have to like I promise it. we're trying yeah so I was and yeah hopefully it gets better yeah I don't know I just I will so what I'm doing on my end of things is because my I can't have my kid you know my penmanship is my oh, world I, know. I love it I don't have great penmanship you, but you can read nice. it you have nice penmanship it's fine nice is a strong word it's fine you oh, can okay. read it all right well so mine is my world and yours is your everything it is my everything and i can't have my son having right penmanship so right. starting this weekend i started making logan spelling or um, penmanship sheets and every day before bed he's working on his penmanship i bet you he loves this well so we've been kimberly's like we need to have so Kim, again kimberly for those of you who don't know kimberly's his bonus mom she, she, we're trying to do more chores with him and everything so he can earn money so that he can buy things from now on and so he doesn't have to ask for things he can just buy them himself this is how these are this is a chore for him he yeah. will do this every day right and then someday when he's a grown-up and he's writing love notes to his wife right he will thank me 
He will think that is what he will think about as he's writing these these yeah. love notes. Love notes because that's uh, I have nothing else. I don't really know why that's where my mind went. Yep. But because I'm sure they won't be text messages or whatever the newest thing will be. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. But I can't have a kid with bad penmanship. So and he gets that from his dad. His dad's I don't know who's his worse, Logan's or Jared's, because. Jared's penmanship looks like a three-year-old wrote it. Right. And he knows it. I'm not trying to diss him. I, no, oh, yeah. Nothing against my ex. But. Can't. Yeah. Can't write. His, his wife would say. Cannot write. 100% would agree with me on that one. Yeah. So, um, so the only other thing. I'm sorry. We're t- kind of talking a lot today. But I do remember last week I said there was one more thing I had to tell you guys. Oh, yeah. So just. You can skip through this if you want to. But it's a poop story. Oh, cool. So. And I know that we like those. Let's go. Yeah. So I have this friend. <laughs> okay. It's not me. I swear it's not me. Uh, <laughs> this friend. No, no. Let's, I would, call, no. let's call her Cobbin. Okay. It was not me. <laughs> I have this friend who was at work the other day. And oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. And so you know it's not me. And I she um, went to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden she realized it was coming out of her. <laughs> she just started shitting her pants. You know what? It just makes me laugh because you're right there. You're, like you realized it just a little zone. bit too late. Yep, almost to the end zone. And she said, "She's like, I don't know. It just snuck out of me." <laughs> so you have to wonder: was it something that she ate? I don't know. I mean, I know this person extremely well, and I think it's just a genetics problem of some sort. Well, there you know. go. Uh oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she's she's in the bathroom and she texts her mom and who was in the area and she said, Hey, can you run to the store and pick me up some underwear and some pants? Because I just shit my pants at work. I didn't shit myself. And so her mom was like, So you're just sitting in a stall at work with shit in your pants. And she's like, Yep. And where do you even put that? Like, is the garbage can even big enough for your poopy pants and stuff? Like, do you even try to take that home and wash it? Do I don't you know? think she did. I don't think you're she like. Did. Well, those are gone yeah, now. I don't think she did. She, yeah. I, I can ask, but I don't think she did. So then her mom goes to the store, <laughs> has to buy her underwear, and well, and it's funny because I originally she told me she's like, I wasn't worried about the underwear thing. She goes because I always pack extra underwear, and I'm like, so this is common. <laughs> Always have extra underwear. I, mean, I don't she, actually. I don't always no, have extra underwear. I, I have. I. I. We all know my bowel movements come out you of do. nowhere. You're like. So yeah, I understand. I, I understand it 100. percent But so she ends up getting that or whatever. But she had to sit in the stall at work for like a half hour, yeah. waiting for Just her mom there. to show up to take her to help her with her poopy pants, like the olden days. <laughs> but it was just the funniest thing. And she listens to the podcast. So I told when she told me that I go. Well, her mom said, Robin's the last person you want to tell that story to because she's going to say it on her podcast. So I didn't use names. Well, and then like you're just sitting there and then like you just have to get up and go on with the rest of the day. Like, yep. Like normal. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, and I think, well, I think she eventually tried to like stay at work, but then she eventually went home because it was, she was realizing that she was actually sick. Probably sick. Yeah. yeah. So she ended up and she was actually sick. I think she was sick for a couple of days, but it's still just I... What is with with people and shitting their their pants? But I think I've shit my pants more as a grown up than I have as a child at this point. I think maybe as a child, like you, 
are like your parents are warning you like to like make sure you go to the bathroom make sure you go to the bathroom no one's warning you as an adult you think that's what it is yeah maybe no one's do you telling think maybe you. you could take Let on that you, role yeah just maybe be robin make sure you're going to the bathroom do you have to go potty do you have to go ask me if i have to go potty throughout oh, the just day? occasionally just check yeah. on it yeah if you don't mind but i mean think about it like yeah. i mean for your kid like hey do you have to go to the bathroom before we leave yeah Maybe that's just something I need in my life. Yeah. This no is one's why, asking you this This is question. why I need a relationship. This is yeah. why I need a boyfriend. So if yeah. anyone's interested in playing that role in my life. <laughs> Making sure you go to the bathroom <laughs> so you don't poop yourself. Anyway. Yeah. So that was the story I wanted to tell last week, but we ran out of time. Even though we didn't really have time for it this time, I still did it anyway. But, but there it is. There it is. So I that's all I have. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. We can talk about... Um, updates and everything towards the end of the show so that way because i've already wasted enough time oh yeah well i guess there's the um twenty thousand. oh we did we had twenty thousand downloads that was pretty cool that's exciting it was funny because we were kind of we were past twenty thousand when i finally saw it yeah it's really it's happening fast you guys so that's exciting so thank you so for listening and sharing and liking us yeah which is weird keep up even after that (laughs) i think they're here for the poop stories let's more more and more people are showing up for that Home is where the poop is. And that normally is it. Actually, yeah. That's where <laughs> you feel the most comfortable. Maybe in our when we, when we get some free time, we can start a poop podcast. You know what? People would like that. I, there, I bet you there are some poop podcasts out there for sure. Yeah. Maybe we could get on them as like a guest star. Tell us more about how you shit your pants on the daily. And why? Why? And why? You know what's funny too? Like, is like, I would love to know why. I don't do it daily. Just in case anyone's wondering, that was an exaggeration. I don't shit my t- mm, pants daily. You said it. I think. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. All right. I think it's time to talk about <laughs> Anyways, murder. murder. All right. So this murder that I'm doing today, I got out of my Big Book of Serial Killers, Volume 2. Volume mm-hmm. 2. Yep. So this one is called The Black Widower. Ooh. See how I didn't say Black Widow, the Black Widower. Widower. And I hate that a little word. bit. I know. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Yeah. You know, I and I struggle with words. Sure. We, sure we do. We, sh- we sure do. Oh, okay. sure. <laughs> sure we do. Let's go. Here we go. Ready? Kay. Lowell Ed, as some called him, Amos, was born on January 4th, 1943 in Anderson, Indiana. He was born to Lowell and Mary Elizabeth Amos, and he had one brother named Frank. His father passed away in 1967, and his mother would eventually remarry, and she'd go on to have a daughter, giving Lowell a half-sister. There isn't a lot of information on Lowell as he grew up, because it was, you know, back way back in the day. Records aren't the best from yep. back then, usually. Yep, but as an adult, I know he worked for General Motors as an executive. Oh. So we're going to... Um, get right into pretty much how he became the Black Widower, okay? Because there's not a lot of background on this dude. Yeah. So let's talk about his first wife, Sandra H. Amos. She was born on August 18th, 1942 in Anderson, Indiana. She graduated from Anderson High School in 1960, and then she went on to graduate from Purdue University in 1964. Fun fact, when she was in high school, she was head in the Indianette in 1959. And Indianette at the school was a cheerleader. That's what I was going to yeah. guess. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. She then went on to receive her master's degree from Ball State University. She eventually went back to her roots at Indiana High School, where Indiana High School, Anderson High School. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll forgive you. Keep going. Thank you. 
Um, she became an English teacher there and was also the choreographer for the Indianettes. Cute. Isn't that cute? That's adorable. There was actually a newspaper article about her being the choreographer for the Indianettes that I found. Yeah. That was, I thought that was sweet. That was before she died, too. So it's like... She was. Well, I would hope it wasn't after she. Well, died. you know how they like oh, articles, and then I was they, gonna say that no. she was a choreographer before she died. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, I get it. I got it. Got. Got. Oddly enough, there is not a date as to when Sandra married Lowell, but alas, they did marry, and they went on to have two kids, Lowell Edward the Third and Mary Alyssa. Unfortunately, Sandra would also have two stillborn children. Oh, that's yep. sad. Clifford, born and passed in 1971, and John was born and passed in 1972. Hmm. So back to back, which is sad. The family seemed to have a wonderful life in the 1970s. However, that would all change on January 24th, 1979. Emergency crews were called to the home at 914 Forest Drive, where they find 36-year-old Sandra Amos dead on the bathroom floor. Lowell hmm. tells them she had been drinking wine and taking sedatives, and she must have fallen and hit her head on the bathtub. An autopsy was found to be in, in I hate this word, when I was writing this, I kept saying it wrong too, and I'm like, I'm okay. going to fuck it up. An autopsy was found to be indeterminate. Ooh, okay. It's a tough one for me. Indeterminate. And okay. Amos was awarded Sandra's life insurance money, which was in the amount of three hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars, which would be one point six million in two thousand twenty-four money. That's a lot of money. Hashtag inflation. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money back then. Yeah. So he got, you know, he got it with no questions asked. I mean, I guess that doesn't seem too suspicious right from the get-go right yeah, i mean i mean no they didn't consider him a suspect in any way shape or form i mean they had kids happy marriage it seemed yeah. like i mean what was yeah what would be the reason for him to kill her right so yeah and you know having some wine and some sedatives you know, and you i mean in the bathtub yep. yeah i mean i fall over all the time well right and i mean sure so that happens yep okay shit happens yeah so yeah right Okay. Well, it didn't take Lowell long to mourn the loss of his first wife. On March 8th, 1980, he married Carolyn Ann Trailer, who was from Chesterfield, Indiana. So his first wife died in January. And then he was married almost a year later. Okay. So. Meh. It's a little I mean, married. Sus. Not dating. Yeah. Married. I mean. People grieve in different ways, and maybe he's someone that and needs I get companionship. That. I get that. Um, but yes, but that's pretty uh, quick. Rather than, I mean, all married and like locked up versus just seeing someone exactly. is quick. Too. That was quick, yeah. Right. So Carolyn came into the marriage with a son and daughter from a previous marriage, as did Lowell. So it's a nice little blended family. Okay. Sources say that the couple argued a lot about insurance money as Carolyn had her questions regarding the death of Sandra. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Their relationship had become very tense in 1988 when Carolyn learned that Lowell had taken out a $400,000 life insurance policy on her, mm. which um, would be about 2.5... Um, I wrote that wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, with a $1 million accidental clause. So that's a little bit, um, that's $1 million. So the 400000 is $1 million in 2024 money. The $1 million accidental clause is about $2.5 million yeah. in 2024's money. So she's furious, and so she kicks him out of the house. Right. She's like, we're done. Get out of here. So he moves in with his mother. Okay. Now, this didn't turn out so well for his mother, Mary. 
Three weeks after her son moved in with her, she was rushed to the hospital as she was disoriented and not feeling well. Doctors couldn't figure out a diagnosis, and when she was starting to feel better, they sent her home. Unfortunately, days later, Lowell would be calling emergency crews to her home at 901 Northwood Drive in Anderson, Indiana. At the age of 77, she died of what was ruled natural causes. Hmm. She left $1 million to Lowell, which again would have been about $2.5 million in today's money. Well, yeah. So now this is interesting. The day Mary had passed, Carolyn went over to the house to... You know, because her mother-in-law just passed, you know? Yeah. To, um, and when she arrived, she saw Lowell was frantically packing up his car with his belongings. He told his wife, I don't want people to know I was living here. She was still upset with him, but also having pity that he had lost his mother, Carolyn decided to let Lowell move back in with her. Now, yeah. my brain went two different places for this. If I was in Carolyn's shoes and I saw him frantically packing up saying, I didn't want people to know I was living here. You can make you wonder, like, why? why? Why don't you want to be in the house when the mom died? But also, my other side of it, like, playing devil's advocate was maybe he didn't want people to know that he was having marital problems. Yeah. So maybe that's why she let him back in, because she didn't think about the fact that he was trying to walk away from the fact that he was around another death. Right. Per se. So I wasn't there. So I don't know. You weren't. I was not there. You weren't present then. <coughs> so, like, yeah. Excuse me. I mean... I mean, and she was older. She, mm-hmm. Again. 77. I 77. Mean, and it yeah. was like, you know, not present time. Yeah. You know, I mean, a little yeah. bit. You know. Well, back in the day, that was a normal thing. And like, I read her obituary and her obituary just said, you know, she had a brief illness. They yeah. Didn't. So why would you question it? There was no autopsy done because of her age. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So. All right. So okay. again, so Carolyn let, decides to let Lowell move back in. Okay. Carolyn's friend Phyllis McKay would later testify at Lowell's trial that she deeply regrets encouraging her friend to allow him back into her life. So that was, I did read a a newspaper article about his trial and this woman was like, I told her to try to keep her marriage together. I mean, but that's what you do. Exactly. You don't think that. No, I mean, you you want to be like, hey, you know, you you, want to try. I mean, I'm sure that she was like, well, what should I do? What would you do? Be like, well, you know, why don't you give it another shot, you know? And well, in her, another article I read, uh, Carolyn's son said that she took sympathy on him. And that's the only reason. Otherwise, I was going to say, it's like, well, his mom just died, you know? And yeah. 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 So, the, um, and the reason that Phyllis McKay regrets telling her friend to move Lowell back into the house was because nine months after Mary was found dead in her home, Carolyn would also be found dead in her home. Yeah, that would make you feel pretty bad, probably. Yeah. yeah. On April 6th, 1989, for a third time, Lowell would call emergency crews to his home. This one located in Middletown, Indiana. Now, I could not, for the life of me, find an address. So I'm putting it out there. If there's any realtors in Indiana that listen to this, if you can try and find where Carolyn Amos lived back in 1989, that would be great. Because when I look her up, it's just P.O. boxes. Huh. So I can't find the house on that one. And so I don't have any house information either for that. But she died in their home. Okay. So if anybody, like, I will give you a shout out on the, you'll go on our website, everything. Like, if a realtor can help with that, that'd be amazing. So, put it out there. And, okay, so when paramedics arrived, they found Carolyn dead in the bathroom 
According to Lowell, he had gone into the bathroom to give his wife a glass of wine while she was blow drying her hair. He noted that the bathtub was full of water at this time. Why would it still be full of water if she was blow drying her hair? No idea. Okay. When he returned later, he found her dead in the bathtub and he assumed she must have fallen and electrocuted herself. It was noted that the wine glass he said he brought to her was later found clean and in the dishwasher. It doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. So even with that suspicious detail, he was paid $800,000 of her life insurance, which would be almost $2 million in today's money. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So Lowell would remain single for the next three years. So he took a break. Well, he'll, and during this time, oh, okay, <laughs> he enjoyed living the high life. Well, I mean, he took a break from being married. Oh, from being married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's with, what I meant. Yeah. So he had all that insurance money. Yeah, right. You add that up, he had a ton of money in a short oh, amount yeah. of time. He can. So. He was vacationing. I'm sure. Oh, he was. I bet he bought a boat. Boy. Did he buy a boat? I, you know, I don't have that, but I would imagine so. He bought a boat. Yeah. He sure, sure, it. shit, bought a boat. <laughs> Sources say he liked expensive things, like boats. <laughs> And women. And <laughs> they're expensive too. And you know what? Women like boats. Boats. I love a boat. Who doesn't want to be yeah. on a boat? And women would, and he would buy lavish clothes for him, these women. He would treat people to expensive dinners and parties. And he was just. And boats. And on boats. Probably. On boats. He was just. Oh. Oh my God. The boats they were on. But eventually that money would run out. Yeah. And. He would need to get married again. <laughs> Boats are expensive. <laughs> I don't know if he bought a boat. I'm putting that out there. I don't have any Not evidence of that. <laughs> okay, continue. So um, this is about the time when Bobby, so her name is Roberta, but everybody called her Bobby, would walk into his life. They, the couple got married on March 6, 1993, but it would be a short marriage. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. One year later, Bobby was having second thoughts of on the marriage, but she stuck it out until late 1994. Fun fact. The bon Jovi. Bon what? Jovi Crossroads album came out in 1994. There it is. I had to. <laughs> I didn't say it the first time when 1989 came up. I didn't even mention the New Jersey album. But you did. Oh. <laughs> okay. It was at this time she decided she would leave him after the holidays and even purchased a home for herself. So she's clear as day, like, this isn't working. Yeah. Getting my own place. Gonna file for divorce. Yeah. So this is around Christmas time, 1994. Okay. Um, so money was always a driving force for Lowell, but it turned out rejection was something that didn't sit well with him either. I can imagine. On December 10th, 1994, Bobby and Lowell were attending a General Motors Christmas party in Detroit, Michigan. They were staying at the Athenum Hotel, and I apologize if I said that wrong. You didn't. Are you sure? Positive. You were such a liar. <laughs> and uh, they had returned to their suite around 4.30 a.m., so they were having they themselves were a time. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you even imagine being out till 4.30 a.m.? Oh. No, thanks. No, thanks. No. So at 8.30 a.m., Lowell called a fellow executive named Bert Crabtree. And I love the name Bert, by the way. And Yeah. Crabtree. Crab Bert Crabtree here. Man, that, that's my Prince Charming right yeah. there. Hi, this is Bert <laughs> Crabtree calling. I love it. So he calls good old Bert in a complete panic. 
He and another associate, Daniel Porcasey, went to Lowell's room where they found Bobby unresponsive. Lowell told them there was an accident and she died. But before they could call 911, he had to clean up. Yeah, okay. Okay. What kind of accident? Oops, there's an accident. She died. Oopsie. Let me just clean up real quick before we get the cops in here. In doing so, he gave his coat to poor Casey and they left. They just left. That part's weird to me. Like, huh? They're like, sounds good. All right, have fun cleaning up your around your dead wife. Crabtree out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so later, poor Casey said on his way home, he decided to look in the pockets of the coat and he found a small black leather case with a syringe inside Ooh. that was missing a needle. Yeah, that's not good. There was also a terrible smelling cloth. I don't know what was on the cloth. Chloroform. Probably. Right? That doesn't Probably, smell good, I right? I, I don't know. I've never been around it. I, I don't think I have. Have I been? No. Okay. I don't know. Milwaukee's different. Milwaukee is different. Yeah. This was eventually taken back by Lowell, and when police conducted a search, these items were never found. So. Okay. That was, probably should have just turned that into the police report. Probably, right sh- probably should have done Casey. something different with that. When police arrived and began their investigation into Bobby's death, they are quickly suspicious of Lowell. Yep. He told them that they were engaging in sexual activities that involved cocaine. Mm-hmm. He said he went to bed and she continued to take the drugs. He also noted that she had a sinus infection, so she couldn't snort the drug. She was injecting it in other ways. When he woke up, she was dead. Okay. So that's his rec- his story and he's sticking to it. Yeah. Police found cocaine tucked under the mattress of the bed, which they also found suspicious because if you're doing cocaine and you weren't trying to hide anything, why is it tucked underneath the mattress? Yeah. When the autopsy was completed on Bobby's body, they found her to have 15 times the lethal dose of cocaine in her system and noted that she had co- she had cocaine in her vagina, but none externally, meaning they found it inside her body, but none of it, not a drop of it, was anywhere on the outside of her body. Did which is he, odd. Did which they is, test him for any? No. Okay. It's the 90s. Yeah. Which is, which, what's funny about that, not funny, but funny is my word that I always use. So she obviously had to have been cleaned after the cocaine. Right. It's system. strange. And if that. it was 15 times the lethal dose, how would she clean herself? Yeah. So just putting that out there. Oh, and by the way, the police didn't know that she, they, they, they didn't know that he cleaned her body. That was just that the that came out later on so at the time yeah. they were like somebody cleaned her body okay yeah. so that's in case there was a misconnect misconnection disconnect whatever <sighs> breathe i know <laughs> so she was noted to be clean and not wearing makeup but her pillow had lipstick and a and tooth marks on it similar to someone being suffocated yeah mm-hmm. the bed was soiled but again her body was completely clean okay okay during this time, police also learned about Lowell's past and the deaths of his two wives and his mother. Okay. They're like, that's, that's interesting. Interesting. Not having enough solid evidence yet, they began surveillance on him. Two days after his wife's death, he was seen out with two women where he spent thousands on dinner and drinks and then went on to have sex with both of them. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the case became more public, women began flowing in, giving their accounts of being drugs, drugged and forced to have sex with Lowell. So it ain't looking good for him. People no. are coming over and talking. 
With all this information and a change in Michigan law that allowed prosecutors to use previous details in a case, they were finally able to arrest Lowell. They were finally able to arrest Lowell and charge him with Bobby's murder. So this is an interesting case because they don't really have necessarily enough proof to prove that he killed Bobby. But now they, in 1994, the judge, the the state ruled that you can now use past cases as evidence in a current case. Hmm. So now they're able to say, well, we don't necessarily have enough evidence for this murder. Yeah. However, we have a chunk of stuff and then we have his entire past of everyone dying that he would profit from. Yeah. So the one thing to note, too, is Bobby didn't have life insurance on her. He didn't or he didn't have life insurance on her. So actually at her funeral, she um, Joel Joel Lowell had said to one of the sons it's a good thing I didn't have life insurance on her or they'd be all over me. And at the time, the son was like, well, you, they'll be all over you anyway because another wife died. It doesn't yeah. matter. She could she could jump in front of a bus and they'd say, you paid the bus driver. So right. he was like defending this guy thinking, there's no way. Right. I don't know what his view is on it now, but it's kind of hard to look at this guy and not think you're a fucking piece of shit. Right. So just something to keep in mind. So during the trial, prosecutors claimed that a scorned Lowell drugged his wife by putting sedatives in her wine. That's his go-to. Yeah. Makes you want to not drink wine without a lid on it. Or, like, from him. Or him. Yeah. Don't. Just, yeah. From him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, in general, though. No, I don't know if I'll ever drink wine again, no. Uh, yeah, you will. Okay. When passed out, he injected a mixture of cocaine and water into her vagina and waited for her to die. They also brought up the case of, I'm sorry, and they, all, and they also uh, say that he put a pillow over her head. Yeah. So they also brought up the case of Carolyn and his mother, along with witnesses who also suspected him of those deaths. It wasn't hard to convince a jury that this guy was a money-hungry asshat, and he was convicted on October 24th, 1996, of premeditated murder with a toxic substance. Da -da -da! He did it. He did it. On November 4th, 1996, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The prosecutor continued to look into the other deaths, but even if they were to put him on trial and convict him of those deaths, yeah. all it would do is add time to an already yeah. life sentence. And it, honestly, it's like, what? Yeah, it doesn't exactly. really. Yeah, just So there more. wasn't a whole lot of a point. And at this point, after all the evidence has come through, everyone believed he did it. Yeah. So what... What, it's just more, yeah. basically, money and Sending time on everyone. Sending to yeah. to prosecute him is not yeah. going to do anything. Lowell Amos was sent to Lakeland Correctional Facility in Michigan. He filed an appeal in 1998, but it was rejected because yep. he's a guilty motherfucker. Because he did it. Yep. On January 5th, 2022, at the age of 79, Lowell died of natural causes just one day after his birthday. He's buried next to his wife, Carolyn, in Aww. Bronnenberg Cemetery in Chesterfield. That's not great. Indiana. It is not great. So, and this I'm not 100% clear on. And I'm I'm ready to go to Indiana and go look myself. <laughs> I'm ready to take a drive. So I use, you know how I use the site, findagrave.com? Yeah. So they, there's a photo of Carolyn's tombstone. Yeah. And it has her on the left. In the middle, it has their wedding date. And then jo uh, Lowell for on the right. And... I, when I first saw the picture, I was like, well, that's unfortunate because they have him on her tombstone, but he's never going to be there because he's going to die in prison and they're just going to get rid of his body. But then when I checked find a grave for him, he's buried in that cemetery. So you're thinking, well, he had a spot paid for. 
they probably put him in that spot next to the woman he killed. That bothers me. Yeah. But I also am not sure if that's the case. So if someone is near the cemetery in Indiana wants to just head over there again, it's, what did I say, Braunenberg Cemetery in Chesterfield, Indiana. Names are Carolyn and Lowell Amos. Somebody find out for me and let me know. Take a picture, post it to the group, whatever. Or I'm going to go do it myself when, you know, when I need to go to Indiana next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it's time. When it's time. Actually, it's his birthday this month. Oh. But we're going to get three more snowstorms, so you're going to have to probably Maybe wait. I'll go stay in Indiana until the snow goes away. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's the story of... It's a kind of a quick one because all he did was back to back murder people. So. Well, right, but that but that's the story of Lowell Amos, yeah, um, the black widower. Yeah. So and he killed his mom. He killed his mom. What a dick move! All for do money. Do they? Do they? And who knows how he killed his mom? They don't really. The from what it looks like, his big thing was drugging people. Yeah. So you wonder. I don't know where he's getting the cocaine, but. He's got, all, he's got he all the money, money in the world, so he yeah. can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So probably drugged his mom. Drugged his mom and killed her. What a dick. Yeah, no kidding. So, again, I only have... I'm using that mouse for that computer, and that's not the computer I'm trying to... Okay. So I have only two houses that these murders happened in, but I'll give you that information. So we'll do the first one, which is where the first murder happened, and that was for his wife, Shauna. Sandra. Sh- Sandra. Excuse me. The address of that one is 914 Forest Drive in Anderson, Indiana. It's a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, and about 2,700 square feet. So it's nice. a really nice house. Yeah. It's got a good chunk of land. And you know what? And you remember the 70s. So it's like to have this little slice of heaven, two kids, yeah. both have good jobs, right. loved in the community. So at the time, too, I didn't mention this, and I'm so sorry, he was running for mayor. Oh, wow. When his wife died. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So they were living a good life. No kidding. Which is one other reason why I guess maybe it didn't look suspicious to anybody because no one could possibly think right. that he would do such a thing, that it was just no. a tragic accident. Absolutely not. So, well, let's go over the, the sales history for this property. Um, actually, yeah, it doesn't have, I've got to tell you, Anderson, Indiana does not have the best um, school ratings, but that's okay. You can't win them all. Where the heck did I put this? And maybe back then it was better, though, too. Maybe. Well, who knows? And, you know, that fluctuates all the time. Yeah. Where the heck? And you know what? He was running for mayor to make it better. Oh, I have clicked. But who who would have guessed that he was there to make it worse? So, yeah, the house was built in 1939, renovated in 1964. So they had it when it was during its nice time. Uh, 0.58 acres. And from what I can tell, it has... The last time it sold was in 1980. Oh, so that would have been right before he, yeah, um, before he married his next wife. So, huh. um, and I'm sure at the time that, and this sucks because this is what sucks about some of these programs is that I can only not being an Indiana realtor, I can't pull up the detailed t- history. So again, if there's a realtor out there that wants to submit this to us, I would be happy to share it. But unfortunately, this one doesn't have a long tax or sales history. Yeah, which we see sometimes when there's a death inside the home. Right. So that could be very well why that happened. But I will tell you though, right now this property is worth about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in this market, hmm. which makes me really want to live in Indiana because that's really cheap. That is super cheap, and it looks so nice. And I want to compared want to it. like around here. Can you like... imagine if this house were sitting in Madison? 
it'd the, probably be like six. $600,000. 100%. That's exactly where my mind was going. So, yeah, two and a half car garage. There's a big tree in the front yard. For a tire swing. For a tire swing. Perfect yeah. for a tire swing, too. It's got the arms sticking yep. out. Yep. Gosh, dude, just darn it. Yeah. Way to ruin it, Lowell. So then we'll cover where mom was murdered. 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 Mom was murdered. So she was murdered at 901 Northwood Drive in Anderson, Indiana. This is a also a ranch, three-bedroom, two-bath, about 2,300 square feet. Beautiful brick house Ooh. with white trim. It's just beautiful. Um, this one is currently worth about $307,000. So a little more. Yep. And this was one. This, was this his childhood home? Or don't you know for sure? I don't know that for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if this was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean, know. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't think so, to be honest with you, because she did remarry. Okay. So. Probably not then. You know what's interesting, too? And I don't want to accuse anyone of anything. But so her husband died in the 1964, and then she re- remarried, and that husband died as well. Interesting. Just yeah. makes you wonder. Just makes you wonder. But. Okay. So the only sales history that we have on this one starts in 2015. Oh. So it was listed in 2015, price not disclosed, um, and then it was dropped in price two more times, all the way up until March of 2016. So it sat on the market for quite a while. Yeah. Um, it, it was finally removed from April on April 1st, 2016, and it hasn't been listed since. So whoever tried to sell it back in 2016... From the, my side of things, looks like they never actually were able to, and they yeah. still own it. Huh. That, again, could be inaccurate because I don't have all the facts when it comes to Indiana real estate and could really use an Indiana real estate partner. Just saying. So, yeah, this one was also built in 1967, and it was renovated. Renovated? Renovated. Renovated in 1971. So um, all, this one's on 0.38 acres of land. But it's a really nice house. So both really nice houses in yeah. really nice neighborhoods of Anderson, Indiana. And, again, I don't have the one on uh, Carolyn's murder, which makes me sad because then it really would have completed my murder. But And Bobby's was at a hotel. And Bobby's was at a hotel in Michigan. In so. Michigan. Yeah. So that's, and she never got a chance to move into our new house. Yeah. That's sad. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the, the Black Widower. Wow. Of Indiana. Well, thank yeah. you. You're yeah. welcome. You're very oh, welcome. That's a good one. So just a reminder to come to our live show. Yes, it's coming up. Yep. February 16th at Kelly's Bleachers in Milwaukee. Uh, tickets are on Eventbrite. You can search Home is Where the Murder Is, or you can check out our website or any of our social media. For that information, you can always message us too if you can't find it. But it's going to be a good time. We yeah. have uh, we're raising money for Officer Dan Morrell with the Milwaukee Police Department, who was recently involved in a shooting, and he's at home recovering now. But uh, they need help with medical bills and with just everyday Whatever living right now. It's, they need it's tough. Yeah, food, everything. So we're going to raise some money for him. We're going to have trivia, swag. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're have, each going to do a case. Yep. Aaron Schmitz with uh, Epic Mortgage is going to be our MC. He's all excited about it. So you all pretty much know who that is anyway at this point. Yeah. And if you're wondering why I have not <laughs> aired any of his um, his ads, it's because I'm working on new ones and I don't, I don't, I, it's 2024. We're going to have new ads for Aaron. So, yep. but he, we've teamed up with him for some exciting new things that we're going to do as well. So, but it's going to be a really good time. There's a lot of people that are coming from all over the state. I'm really yeah. excited about it. And I hope that if you are able to make it, that you come out and join us. If you need hotel recommendations, please let me know. I do not want you staying in the ghetto. Yeah, let yeah, yeah. Robin can please, let you know. If you're coming from out of the area, 
please reach out to Robin. Please. Like, send her a message. She'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know where it's safe to stay. Okay? Yeah. And that's all I have. Do you yeah. have anything that you want to nope. add? Just thanks for listening. I'll, I have a uh, case next week. I, I needed a week. I, I had some life changes this week. She's so starting a new job. I'm starting a new job. So, um, yeah. So I had some things I was taking care of this week. So I needed a week. and But next week I will have a uh, family murder. Yeah. Her, her next one is really bad. And then the one for yeah. me after that is also really bad. So yeah. you're going to be hit with two really bad ones two sucker punches so basically. enjoy this not as terrible murder because we're gonna come at you real strong yeah in so the next couple weeks so so yeah so get ready all right well you guys have a great week and go packers go go pack go